Alright guys, we are back at it. We do have one more episode that was suggested by a listener. However, that one we're doing a little bit more research on, so it will be coming, but we wanted to make sure we had some really good solid information on it. So it will be hopefully Fridays, if not Ken, probably later the next week. But for uh, today's but, episode, we're yeah. going to be focusing on PT, PTA relationships, mm-hmm. kind of the interactions, exercises, treatments, kind of coming in Kevin for DM, working with different ones for different patients. Yep. So we're going to kind of cover a little bit of everything today and kind of what you can do to sh- strengthen your relationship and keep having a good work environment going. Yep. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Let's go. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. All right, guys. So we're going to just jump right into it, like we said. And we are going to talk about handling relationships with your PT, why it's important, and multiple ones. So I personally mainly work under one PT currently. Um, That's how most of my outpatient has been. I've kind of bounced between locations and dealt with multiple PTs, but they've always kind of had their separate physical locations. Um, Now, when I did my inpatient, I was being like, I had to work with like three different PTs. I would get a patient who was under PT1. I got a patient who was under PT2 and like two patients under PT3. And it just was a mix. Um, And so we're going to kind of dive into each of why it's important and all that goodness. But let's go ahead and hear how many kind of Ken's gone from in the background. I was like, I wonder when you're going to give me a chance to talk because you kind of just took it over. True. So (laughs) um, let's go with right now is probably the only time that I've worked under two PTs at the same time. So balancing both their patients who I would say work very differently from each other. Other than that, kind of the same scenario you were in, I worked under different PTs, but they were different locations. So when I bounce from location to location, you have to put on your this PT hat or that PT hat Mm -hmm. just because they like things done a certain way or you already know how they are and what kind of modalities, what kind of treatment they like. So you kind of just stick with that. So especially if you're working with someone who you don't work with very often, it becomes kind of a touch and go trying to feel them out how they want their treatments to be done and I think we kind of brought it up a little bit in our interview with Jess where she's working mainly per diem and working per diem kind of jumping into the middle of a patient's treatment it makes it hard for you to kind of switch things up so you kind of just go with what they've been doing and stick with that that it's so true too. Like it, it's if you're kind of per diem, like it's just easier to kind of see what they're doing or you don't work with that PT all the time and you're not sure how they like their progressions and how aggressive they like to be on certain things. It's definitely better. I would say to play it on the safe side, but I think the biggest thing is like having that communication and discussing with the PTs that you are going to consistently be working with is going to be a key factor in any relationship, whether it's honestly dealing with one PT or multiple PTs, 
because if you can build up a trust on like how they like to do things then they know that you're going to get it done correctly um where if you don't do it and you just kind of go off on your own rogue of like yeah i like to do it this way which again it's not horrible but i think having a cohesiveness about it um is a better thing because then they're going to be more apt of wanting you to work with their patients um, because they know that things are going to kind of get done the route that they like to take um, since it is their plan of care. And that is that is something that we we do need to remember. We're executing their plan of care. We can adjust things. We can change things. but all, And like we can do things to make the patient feel better and everything like that. But ultimately, like kind of how they want the treatment to be dictated is it's through them um which is that's what we signed up for which is totally okay now i know some pts who give you full reign and i know other pts who are very strict with your treatment their treatments what about you ken uh, i'd say the same i think it's you just have i think the hard part like you said some like some pts like it done like their way and the difficult part is if you're you know your strengths are in one way you almost have to slowly introduce your strengths as long as you're going to be with them for Mm -hmm. a prolonged period of time and i know that's something laura just went through when she started her job but similar to like my scenario when i was working under one pt she did soft tissue for everybody so what did i get really good at soft tissue now transferring to the next pt all he liked doing was mobs so my Mm -hmm. mobs i wouldn't say are as strong as my soft tissue but that's what he wants done with his patients so now i have to brush up my mobs after i ask him questions like hey how do you want this done how do you do it and a lot of that is just to keep things consistent Mm-hmm. So even though, you know, your strengths are one thing, you still have to stick with what their plan of care is. Just kind of yeah. piggybacking off what you said. And honestly, too, if you have a good relationship with your PT and you kind of talk about your strengths and all that kind of stuff, like um, they're going to use them because let's be honest, not every single person is great with mobs or um, sometimes they do need some soft tissue work or they want like every other is great too. Mixing it up in treatments is awesome. And so it is kind of nice if you and your PT have a nice trust that they know your strong skill is this and you can kind of work on that. Like, um, in fact, it came up today where, um, we were just talking about certain things and I was like, yeah, I really like to focus on gait and balance. It's just two things that I gravitate towards a lot. And, and I was like, which is fine. I was kind of explaining to a patient about like how sometimes things might be slightly different and I go, which is great. And then, you know, Margaret might focus on something else. I was like, and her head might be focused. And she was laughing because she goes, well, wait, what do you think I focus more on? And I was like, and at first I was like, well, you kind of focus on everything. But, uh, and then it dawned on me later, I was like, she focuses on so much on postural stuff, which is great because I'm not strong in that area. And she's really strong at at finding those little small postural issues and fine tuning them a little bit more. Um, And so it, both of those are so important. Well, all of those are so important in a lot of the aspects of PT. So it's great that the patient's getting now a well-rounded treatment. Um versus you know just always balance that's great balance is great but that's not going to help always your posture 
Um, gait is always great, but you know, we can only do so much if your posture is also not good. So, uh, working together is a big key. And I will say the hardest part is if you're not, don't have a consistent like PT you're one working under, that is going to be tough. Um, yeah, but it's with your, your view every single time. Yeah, it is definitely like, it is definitely more convenient to work under one, you do usually get a closer relationship, um, which is amazing. And, you know, you kind of figure out what like each other's strengths and weaknesses are and work those to your guys's benefits for the, the patient's treatment. Um, when you work with multiple, it is tough that you have to kind of switch back and forth. I got fortunate that a good chunk of the PTs that I worked with um, when I was working under multiple ones, they kind of didn't care as intently. There was a couple, and they would let you know if they really wanted something focused, which was great. But it was definitely a little bit more like you could just even the setup of like how they did uh, the treatment plan setup, you could tell is just slightly different. You had to pay a little bit more close attention to what was included in the plan of care. Cause I like, I had one PT who never put modalities in the plan of care cause she was not a fan of them and she thought it was a waste of time and impatient. So like, no matter what you couldn't do modalities with any of her patients unless she added it in later, but you, you need to know that, um, which can be challenging too, because of the fact that definitely if you get into a rhythm of how you kind of like to go about with a certain injury, you got to make sure the PT that, you know, you're under kind of all the stuff fits within the plan of care. Does that make sense? Yeah. I was going to kind of change the direction a little bit because not only is it what you're saying, like a lot of that's important for us, mm-hmm. but in the, in the point of view of the patient, it's also very important because mm-hmm. if you have a lot of different directions you're going at, sometimes the patient can feel a little flustered or confused because it's like, Oh, I thought this was the problem, but now this is the problem. But that happens if two PTs don't really agree with the direction to go about. And I'm not going to say it's always a problem because there are a lot of times where the patient finds benefits in both ways. Mm -hmm. Where one PT is like, hey, let's try it this way. And then the other PT is like, oh, I think it's this. Let's try it this way. So right now, since I work under two PTs, typically they'll see their own patients. Like if they eval the patient, that's who they're going to see. And they don't rotate between their patients very often unless one of them is out of the office or they're kind of caught in a little pinch or whatnot. But knowing them, they kind of they read their notes while they're there and all that, but they still kind of do their own treatment in a way. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, they're here for a rotator cuff injury. Okay, they read the note, how it happened, cause blah, 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 blah. But then they go in there like, okay, I'm about to treat this patient the way I know how to treat this injury. And then they listen to the patient's complaints and they go off of that. But they don't really go off their own, like the other PT's treatment. Sometimes they will if they want to just keep it consistent, but sometimes they'll do their own thing. And I mean, that comes with its own pros and cons. But when since I'm the assistant to both of them, I have to switch between like the types of treatments I'm going to be doing. Mm hmm. So that way, like I can just look at the exercises from a patient and I can tell you who, who evaled that patient because one <laughs> PT has their exercises they like 
and another PT has their exercise. And the confusing part for me and the patient is there are certain exercises that they both name, but they perform them differently. And it's yeah. for different purposes. So it that's the hard part because I'll be like, That'd oh, be we're so confusing do, sometimes. Like the like a wall angel, for example. So one PT does the wall angel pretty much completely stood up with a chin tuck, and then they'll do the wall angel. While the other one is more of like a postural cueing where they're in like a semi wall squat and their arms move like in a different direction and like their low back has to be in contact. Like it's, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So things like that, it's like, okay, well who evaled this patient now? I, then I know who or like how the wall angel is going to be done. But yeah. the problem for the patient is if you don't know that is like if someone just came in per diem for us and saw wall angel, they'd be completely confused on how to do it because the patient probably has done it a couple different ways and both PTs do it different. And that's the struggle too on that kind of stuff because like when it's something performed different and definitely if you're not used to it that way, when you do come in per diem, like you're like, okay, well, and the patient's like, oh, that's not how we did last time. You're like, okay, well, how did you do it last time? Then it kind of doesn't, they don't have as much faith not always, like some of them are pretty good about it, but there are some of those patients who lose faith, faith in like your skill if you don't know exactly how that exercise is. And, and I've seen that, that happen. Is, yeah, it's and it's not your fault really. It's just no. you come from somewhere else, you've done it a certain way and people do it their own way. Yeah, and um, I've talked to patients about that. I was like, literally, you can have one exercise and it can have like five different names you can have five different names be six different exercises. Like it, it just, it all varies. And so it's kind of like, but I will say the hard part with that is when you do come in, you can't like, if you don't really know what the exercise is really kind of doing for them, you don't know what to look for compensation wise sometimes. And so that, that is a struggle. And that's why, like I said, when I first joined any new place, I kind of, if I'm not sure about like, for example, let's be honest, we all know what long arc quads are. Those don't really have a different name. Those are pretty set. They don't get performed very often differently. Um, so like if someone gave me, Hey, said, Hey, do long arc quads with that patient. Like I'm good to go. But there's a couple other exercises where it's like, okay, I don't know what this is. And I like to go through and be like, okay, what's this one? What's this one? What do you mean by this? Like, I'm pretty sure I can guess it or I can get very close, but going over it and why they do it and, um, how, you know, how they like it performed or any modifications that they like and what they mean by certain things is always helpful because then you get to explain it to the patient better. And then the patient's going to feel like their treatment's well-rounded, that you're communicating with each other, that you're really there for them and not just being there for another body, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So uh, that's what, again, it comes back to the communication. And like you said, if anybody walked in in your clinic, saw that, you know, they're going to try to give all the patients the exact same wall exercises um, or wall angel exercises. And it's great that you communicate and you can look at it and see the difference um, because of the fact that you know the two PTs. So, but it is. That's a lot. Yeah, a lot of that just comes down to communication and I mean, you don't want to confuse the patient, too, because I've seen it even like from a tech standpoint, like this happened when I was like just starting in the like the physical therapy world. 
some I think what I think it was heel raises. Like we were doing heel raises with the patient. I did it a certain way. The other tick, the other tick, the other tech did it a different way. And immediately that just caused frustration for the patient. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. why am I doing it this way when someone else just had me doing it this way? And then the, the therapist comes and has it done a third way. Yeah. And it's like we're all calling it the same thing, but we're performing it three different ways. Which so, can be frustrating to a patient. So what I've done too is when I when we've had our meetings at work, I've brought it up. I was like, hey, like I know you guys haven't worked together, you know, for a long time. They know each other, they've worked together in the past. But one PT went off to do his thing, the other PT did his thing, and they came back together to open up this business. But during the meeting I brought up, I'm like, Hey, like you guys like to do different exercises or you guys like to name different exercises, different ways or perform them differently, the same exercise. And that's fine, but we need to find a way that we can communicate with each other so that we don't frustrate the patient Mm -hmm. because different PTs like it different ways. Yeah. And there's nothing like, I'll say this, like I've come across that. Like I currently work in a place where we have three PTAs, um, because I'm not full-time and they come in and they'll show a patient one way and it's not necessarily wrong by any means. It's just not how I technically perform it. And so when I come in the patient will be like, well, I did it this way last time. And you just explain, okay, that's great. Like there's, that's not wrong either. Um, Today I'm going to do it this way to focus on this. And that's how you can spin it too. Like if you're like, I don't even know what they did last time or something like that. They performed it slightly different. And you're like, ah, I'm not a fan of that way. Don't make it, make it sound like you're doing it for a purpose and why you're doing that exercise the way you are and make it sound like today it's because we're focusing it today on this today. I want to focus on this. So then that way the patient's not feeling frustrated that they're just telling the same exercise over and over again. And being told different ways to do it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. So that's kind of like your way out. Yeah. (laughs) Whenever certain patients say like, oh, last time I did did it this way. I'm like, okay, like that's fine. But today I want to do it this way for this purpose. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, like the last thing you want to do is like knock another therapist down. Like you're like, oh, you've been been doing that wrong. Because now the patient feels bad because they've been doing it wrong. And then they'll start blaming the other therapist for doing it wrong. And maybe they were trying to focus on something else. Yeah. And like, I, it also depends on like your background. For example, like when I first came over from my old job, abdominal bracing was really used more as a pelvic tilt. Um, was what he kind of would interchange those two words and here abdominal bracing is abdominal bracing. And so like when I first saw it, like in my brain, I thought pelvic tilt because that's what I was used to him calling it. And so, um, you know, there's different things that have to change and it's not necessarily that you're wrong. It's just that's not how it's named there. And so. I will say, I think, and I think we've done it. If not, we'll probably do it in the future. Um, so we've had two different travel PTAs on the podcast yes. before. So we've had Grizz or Rich. I'm not sure what we named the podcast. I'll leave them down below in the, the links. And we've had George. Mm-hmm. so they're both travel PTAs. One's been doing it for about 10 years. The other one's been doing it for a couple years, but this adaptation that you have to do with different PTs, they've pretty much mastered this. They've mastered the, 
approach, yeah. the approach with patients, the approach with the PTs, because they're going from clinic to clinic, assignment to assignment, crossing state lines, different cities, doing the works. So they're really good at being able to just go with the flow up front and then kind of bring in their own methods to the treatment for the patient. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave links to their interviews in the description for anybody who wants to listen to their episodes. I'm not sure. I'm not, even, not sure where it is in those episodes, but they're both really good episodes. Yeah. And then um, the only thing I would say is kind of touching off of working with patients and, you know, PT, another PT is also know what you can and cannot do within your states under your law. Um, I've kind of come across this where it's not really taught very well. Um, both me and my PT were talking about this one time because it came up of, it was just me in the office. She was gone for the day and, uh, they wanted to stick a third on it. And I was like, she's like, well, I don't want to do that. And I was like, she's like, because I don't want to overwhelm you. And I was like, oh, well he's easy. But then I was like, wait a second, I can't take a third. You're not there. And she goes, no, you can and she, I was like, I don't think that's right. Like something in my gut's telling me like, no, I was like, I know I've been out of the game for a while, but that doesn't seem right. That just doesn't seem right. And, you know, at first I was like, I'm not, I don't want it to seem like I'm trying to get out of work, but just something in my gut's telling me no. And so she even checked in with her boss, who's a PTA. And he's like, oh, I don't know of anything that says a two rule. And I was like, something's just like my gut's eating me alive saying that hold up, that's not right. And I go back and I check the bylaws. And it's sure enough, when a PT is not on site, the max you could see per an hour is two. And I was like, I knew it. Like I, I've, I've been ingrained in this. And my last one, I never really had to think about that. But like something was just eating at me. I was like, I know it's been a year I've been out, but did rules change? I swear this is two. And I had to bring it to their attention. And again, it's not that they're wrong or anything. It's just that they, they didn't realize that. And so now that they were aware. So also know what you can do And when you do kind of have those conversations, have them appropriately too. And just be like, hey, you know, something just doesn't seem right. I feel like my bylaws state that, you know, I can't do that or can't perform that. Um, Do you mind if I look it up real quick just for ease of mind type situation? It's not that you're trying to prove them wrong. It's not that you're trying to get out of work. But also listen to your gut if something tells you, hey, that doesn't seem right, um, even though that they're saying it is. Remember, it's your license also on the line um, with stuff like that. Double check yourself. Double check your state laws. If something still doesn't seem right, go check it and then bring it back to them and be like, hey, you know, I'd be more than welcome to do this, but unfortunately in our state laws or whatever, you know, it states that I, I'm not able to. Um, or, you know, so I don't feel comfortable, of course, doing that. And I would say just go about that respectful, respectfully. It's a hard conversation to have sometimes because you don't want to feel like you're coming off with like, oh, I, I just don't want. Yeah, excuses. But also listen to your gut because they kind of touched on it. But she was saying she's like, I wish I, I knew the bylaws better. And um, it, it, it's tough to kind of keep those memorized. Like I used to know my old PT, he used to keep literally his bylaw book in his office and we would consult it. At times we were both kind of questioning things. We we're like, let's consult the bylaws. <laughs> and we would. And there would be t- times like you just, you're like, I knew that was a rule, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. <laughs> and so listen to your gut too. check on it. Um, don't just take, 
someone's, hey, it's not a rule. Or, hey, you can do this because I said you can as an answer for everything, too, though. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it just comes down to us. So just make sure you do your research and mm-hmm. communicate effectively. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And you know what? Honestly, build build a relationship, a friendship. If you don't like to have coworkers as friends, you know, have a respectful relationship. Respect one another, whether or not you kind of fully agree with their methods or not. I'm very fortunate that, honestly, you know, I've got very lucky in my careers that I've had some amazing PTs. I have an amazing PT now. Um, in fact, Ken got to meet her. We went pickleballing with her and her fiance, which she's going to crush us. Oh gosh, we're going to lose so when bad that when day she comes. gets really oh, good. Yeah. yeah. What? Like two, two times down the road. Um, but I'm, I've been very fortunate that I've had really good relationships with my PT. So if you ever have any questions on a tough situation, or what to do, um, go ahead and reach out to us. We'll kind of give you the best advice that we can offer um, in that situation. But uh, trust your gut. Remember, just be respectful to everybody and do your best for the patient. So um, on that note, I though. Think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, check out the new YouTube video that Ken uh, has posted where he worked really hard on. It's amazing. Um, also our reels you, um, on Instagram check out Instagram as we post there the most and as usually the most up to date active information and then also check out our YouTube channel like I said and you can follow us on Twitter to get the most updated uh, live when the episodes go live that's kind of our Twitter so there you go yeah that is it I you think got for it today all right. Yes. We'll catch you on Friday. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Take care. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.